Testing, testing, one, two, three. That looks pretty clean, hopefully. It's, uh, it's, okay, I'm trying something a little bit different today. Uh, first of all, welcome back to the Unpacks and Uncollected podcast. Uh, you know, we're gonna, we're considering renaming or rebranding to, uh, Anthony and Uncollected, or, you know, Untaxed and Didonato, or some stupid thing like that. Uh, hopefully nothing to do with my middle name. I guess we could call it Untaxed Francis Uncollected. That'd be kind of interesting. Anyways, um, <laughs> this week, uh, once again, just joined by me. Uh, honestly, I'm, you could say that uh, this is partially my fault. I actually got um, tentative yeses from Megan and Matt Ram this week, and... Um, then I just didn't actually schedule the podcast, so now I'm doing it again on a Sunday night, like I do every time, and um, yeah, it just it is what it is, <laughs> I guess, huh? We're uh, we're making the most of uh, of a situation. I think. Well, actually, if I'm being honest, this week it kind of works out as well as it can, anyways, because right now recording, we uh, we brought out a bunch of our audio equipment to Pine Orchard to use for teen camp, so um, it would have been largely undoable to do like a regular podcast as is we would have to use a one mic setup and that's got its own kind of problem so uh yeah irrelevant of all that uh welcome back um you get to listen to me just ramble on for an hour or whatever again uh crippling our you know viewership turning people away left right and center our only loyal fan left is uh is Simon actually we also we got Simon and we got uh, Mark the Shark and those are kind of the you know ride or die irrelevant I'd say but who knows maybe maybe they're getting sick of it as well uh, I got a couple of things in the podcast topic doc today um, I got a couple of you know fun little you know I oh actually here before I start uh, I was gonna say something and then I stopped and now I'm gonna say it again is um, I'm trying out something different. I also did something last week and it completely messed up. So there was like this weird, like me talking over myself that wasn't supposed to happen. It was supposed to kind of like cut and then come back in. But I guess I messed up somehow when I was doing that. So it just sounds really weird. Uh, and then there's also like 10 to 15 seconds of just nothing. So I, yeah, I majorly messed that up. I don't know what the heck I was doing, but um, I could go back and fix it, but I'm probably not going to. Uh, I'm also actually I need to make sure to save this as a different podcast at the end because I'm currently that that's the thing that I was going to say is that uh, right now because I've got the audio already mixed for the intro and outro in a podcast we've already done I'm uh, recording on the same file and I just deleted the original one um, which just will save me like five minutes of work potentially at the end because I don't have to grab the things the best thing that I can do is just uh, copy the outro and then just move it so that it roughly lines up i like to do about um 15 seconds with no like talking at the end where it's just the music but it kind of starts to overlap a little bit um anyways all that's like super nerdy podcast talk probably no one cares about it i'm also really trying this week because i've noticed that the audio gets all weird and i can kind of adjust it in post but uh, i'm trying to keep it like the microphone consistent in where I've got it oriented with regards to my face, which is made somewhat more difficult because I took one of my larger or longer XLRs out to the camp. So I'm using like a relatively short one. Um, yeah, all that is to say, um, 
it's I'm just trying a couple of different things this week and hopefully everything goes well and it'll save me a little bit of time. Um, I'm also recording this at 9.30 on a Sunday night. <laughs> uh, I was considering getting a little bit ahead on work. I'll probably do that just after this anyways. But um, yeah, it's kind of... I want to just make sure, like, I want to have some things that I can say, like, I'm, you know, I don't want to miss it. I'm, I'm, well, I guess teen camp this week, but teen camp only goes until, like, Thursday. I'm not actually needed. I'll probably go out on Friday anyways, but I'm not needed on Friday. And then we'll be able to collect all of our stuff and I can have everything set up again in here on Sunday. And uh, maybe we can get more people on again. Uh, even, you know what, I, I also can hook up my phone. So if nothing else, uh, to anyone that is usually on the podcast that, you know, if you guys want to do like a call-in version, uh, we can just schedule a time. I can get everyone on a group call and we can do it that way. Uh, it's, you know, old COVID stuff, but it actually makes sense kind of. It's easier to schedule if it's like, oh, you know what, you could jump on, jump off literally at any point. So maybe we'll do that. Um, I was thinking, I'm going to talk about something and I'm talking about it near the beginning of the podcast so that if I say something super stupid, I can kind of, um, I don't know, I can edit it, I guess, a little bit. But um, yeah, I've been reading back on like, well, <laughs> this is kind of like a, a weird tangential thing that'll then kind of loop back in. But um, this time that we are currently living in right now, um, you know, I would say generally post, you know, people are talking about, oh, COVID's coming back or whatever, but irrelevant of whether or not it comes back, which, you know, fingers crossed that it won't. But um, we're living in a time where people are like, a lot of people are going through a similar circumstance uh, to after a breakup or, you know, something like that. Um, and <laughs> that sounds super weird, but I'll, I'll try and explain as best as I can is, um, you know, as COVID went on, people got into weird kind of habits and, and situations and things that um, were like socially abnormal and different and, and kind of weird. Um, but they were normal during COVID time. Uh, and now there's kind of this situation where some people are kind of going through like, you know, denying that there's anything wrong and trying to, you know, just make it work as best as they can and, and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, the truth to some extent is that many, many people are left trying to remember who they were trying to put together the pieces again and try and figure out like, you know, how do I adjust to normal life? How do I do things again? Like, you know, I, I found it myself. I, I've been listening to like old podcasts and it's like, you know, almost unrecognizable to some extent. Some of the like, you know, funny, well, I would say funny, some of the funny things that I would say, some of the, you know, just things, I mean, even just the topics that I talk about and there's been kind of like this accelerationism thing with like humor on the internet and all that kind of stuff recently, but it's like, well, humor and, and a lot of other things. Um, but like I was, you know, kind of big into the, um, Oh, what are those called? The, um, like the Berenstain Bears thing, like all that, um, whatever that effect is where it's like, you know, you remember something different than how it was. Um, and then like during COVID at some point I watched a video that like, you know, kind of made me think, oh no, that's like just a stupid thing and, and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, um, yeah, there's like a lot of things that I just see very differently now, uh, in various lights. 
Um, and it's interesting because, well, I mean, that's not all that interesting. That's just like, you know, <laughs> people move past stages in their lives and that's, that's completely fine. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of people that are trying to find themselves again. I think that there's a lot of people that are kind of like, you know, was it always like this? Um, I, I've mentioned this, I think for sure on the podcast at one point, but it's worth mentioning again. There was kind of like the people that, I mean, everyone kind of secluded themselves to some extent, right? So like, there's probably many people for anyone listening that, you know, you didn't really, like you maybe ha- hung out with a lot before COVID and then you stopped hanging out with during COVID and you probably texted a little bit and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, there was almost like an expectation of like, oh, well, things will go back to normal and we'll just pick up where we left off with, you know, various things. Um, but the truth is that that's not really how life works and it's not really how things go, right? Um, and so there's some people that probably people hung out with a lot pre-COVID that they just don't anymore, right? For one reason or another. Um, and for better or worse, like there's probably some situations where that really helped and other situations where that really hurt. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I don't really know where I'm going with this aside from just saying like, there's a lot of interesting things happening in the world, uh, which is kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a dumb thing to say, but it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I guess, well, you know why I'm even talking about that. There's a lot of reasons to talk about that, but I, um, or why I equated it with like a, you know, a breakup or whatever. And this isn't like, uh, it's not a breakup story, but I, um, way back, uh, in the, in the year of 2010 or the years of 2010 to 2012, I, um, I had a bad experience with a a relationship, I guess you could say. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to get too far into it, but there was a lot, I mean, you know, back then I'm a, I'm a dumb kid. I'm uh you know, a teenager or whatever. And, um, there's a lot to be said. I think actually, if anything, it could be a ta- a cautionary tale, right. Um, of, well, a lot of things, but I changed a lot of things about myself to try and match with some, you know, definition of, Hey, here's who I think this person wants to be with. Um, and, eventually when the time came it it you know it wasn't enough for that person or it it maybe not not enough but it's just like it wasn't what that person wanted you know maybe uh at the end of the day what that person wanted was just who I was to begin with and maybe it was nothing like that maybe it's just circumstances but i think that it's important first of all to try and not change yourself too much you know there's actually i talked about this with someone a, a little bit ago there's kind of like and I think it's healthy for people to do this is try and define the things about yourself that are like, these are unmoving or these are unchanging. Uh, these are the things that I would be unwilling to change to make a relationship work. And then anything goes basically for the rest of the things, you know, like, um, I can't, it's hard to think of a good example, I guess, but, um, yeah, there are definite things in people's lives where it's like, you know, if this was to change, is that that big of a deal for me? Uh, no. Uh, well, actually, here's, <laughs> this is not really the exact same thing, but it's a similar thing, right? Is um, for many people, you know, how many kids they want to have when they get married. This is like a, a but it's like maybe the best example. Uh, how many kids they want to have or if they want to have kids or any, you know, anything to do with that is like a big part of 
kind of their definition of, of things in, in a relationship. Uh, and for other people, that's like a non-concern, right? I would say for myself, it's like, you know, I'm kind of more leaning towards just whatever, whenever I get into a relationship, whatever the other person wants, because I'm not like hugely concerned with, you know, the, the situation of kids or not. Um, so that's not a life-changing decision. It is a life-changing decision. It's not a, um, a ride or die, I guess, for me. Uh, but there are many people where it's like, they have a pretty general idea of like, oh, I want to have three kids or I want to have kids at all. <laughs> and there are other people where they're like, no, I definitely don't. Um, and that could, like, that is, if nothing else, that's a good example of like, you know, go into a relationship with that set if that's something that you can't change. Uh, you, like, this is just what you have to have, right? Um, and if that's unacceptable to the other person, then, you know, it's it's kind of like, I guess it's kind of a, a maturity thing, if nothing else, right? It's like any number of things can be the thing that just ends something. And you'll find potentially, you know, there, there's things that you're willing to budge on if you really love someone. But there's also things where it's like, maybe this is just what, you know, the the crossroads that we can't cross. Maybe this is like the thing that defines the end of the relationship. Uh, but it's better to find those things and it's better to kind of overcome them before you get into something that you can't, you know, it, it, before you get married or, or anything else. Like, and then there's also the situations of like, you know, people get married and then they're unhappy and then they have kids because they think it'll help and it doesn't. And usually that makes things even worse because then you bring kids into the situation. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, I, <laughs> kind of gone on a on a long tangent, but the the point even before all that is, um, yeah, when I got out of that relationship way back, you know, twenty twelve, when I when that whole situation kind of blew up and and died, um, you're left to pick up the pieces. You're left to kind of you know sort things out, and it's a difficult situation because you're kind of going through and saying like, you know. A lot of things about me during that time period and during many time periods in my life were in, <laughs> when I was trying to do things because I, you know, was unsure of myself and I thought it was what other people wanted. Um, a lot of the things that happened, though, were good, right? Like, you know, I would say that during that time period, I became a lot more sociable. I um, I hung out with a lot more people. I, you know, there, there was a lot of good things that came out of it. But is that overall a net positive? And not only that, it's like, even if that's true, um, you know, how many of these things do I kind of conjoin back onto myself versus not because it was either something that I did to make myself better, to, you know, to make things better in general, not to make myself better, I guess. Like, it, it's kind of like a weird mental game where you kind you sort through things and you're like, you know, was this me? Was this this person? Was it both? And even if it was this person, is it like a positive or a negative, right? Like, and it it really uh it can hurt your head it can it can well it, it makes you question a lot of things in your life right uh and that's that's super tough um and i roughly equate that <laughs> to what people are going through with covid right where it's like you know it's not quite the same thing cuz you're not like you know you're not trying to like you're it's more like the trying to pick up the pieces and figure out like 
you know, okay, what of the things that have happened over the past three years or the past two years or the past whatever um, are positives and what are negatives? And how do I like kind of, you know, bring things back in while also tearing away other things, right? Um, so it's a similar level of like very difficult surgery that you do with your own psyche. Um, yeah, there's the, the idea I'm going to, try and get really deep about something that I don't know a whole bunch about but um the idea of the the shadow and the uh like the shadow being the true self and and the persona being kind of like the the person well there's I mean there's the the person in like okay so let's say uh for me the the shadow would be the true things about me that I don't want to face or the the true things about me that I um, you know, I look at them and it's like, well, no, that's not me. It, it's almost like the things where, uh, you know, let's say that I look at someone and I criticize them and then someone would say like, oh, you're projecting like those, those kinds of things that you would criticize someone else about that are also true of yourself, um, would be a part of the shadow of, of the person and the, um, the persona therefore is more of a self-actualized person. It's more of like, if I'm willing to face those things and potentially overcome some of them and potentially accept some of them as, you know, parts, legitimate parts of me, um, I will become more of a self-actualized person because I'll know like, you know what, there are negative things about me, but I am aware of them and I try and live with them every day. And I try and, you know, avoid those things, destroying things about me or destroying relationships or whatever else. Um, <laughs> and I think that, it's easy to say like, oh, well, you know what? I've, I've like become the persona of myself or whatever. But like, even in the case that someone does that, I think that there's kind of like this constant need to continue with the self-actualization, with the self-like reflection and figuring out like, you know what, have I still, like, am I still overcoming these things or have I become complacent? Have I, you know, allowed these things to kind of take over my life again or, or even if not that, you know, like if you just overcome something once, or if you just kind of like get to the point where you feel like, Oh, I'm good. Um, you will be good for a very short period of time before realizing that, um, it, maybe years later after that, before realizing that in fact, you're probably not good anymore. And, um, and things probably have really collapsed around you. Um, <laughs> and maybe that's uh maybe that's what's happened for for some people over the past couple of years but I, if that is what's happened to you um you know it's definitely not unfixable right there are a lot of people that are feeling lost right now and um and it's you know it, it just takes a, a couple of steps to kind of push yourself forward i mean there's also you know uh, that's another thing that i like to talk about is kind of like you know, how do you overcome your fears or your, you know, whatever else? And I would say that it just keep on pushing yourself. You know, I was, I was terrified of being up on stage or being in front of people and all that kind of stuff. I'm a really shy person by nature. Um, and then I played the guitar on stage at Pine Orchard and it was scary the first time and then it wasn't scary anymore. And then I, sang in front of people and then I sang on the stage at Cedarview and you know got up in front of people and like a whole bunch of stuff and I'm I'm not really scared of getting up in front of people anymore um it, you know the only time that I'd be even 
moderately worried about getting up in front of people and presenting anything would be if I'm like doing that at work in front of either my bosses and not that really, but like maybe the mayor and council or something like that, you know, like something serious, but I've kind of gotten to the point where that's a non-issue for me anymore. Um, and I think that that's true for a lot of things. It's just like, take the smallest steps possible if you need to, but continually push yourself past the limits that you think you've set for yourself. And, um, hopefully that helps. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Um, anyways, I, I don't know how much of that is good. Um, if someone's listening to this, whoever listens to this podcast first, if you think like, man, that was like oversharing cringe, like, you know, get back to the good stuff. Um, you know what, that's a, that's a relevant and, uh, and realistic outcome of this, but, um, it is what it is. <laughs> Let me know. Maybe I'll go back and cut it later. Cause it's like, Ugh. you really say all that stuff. I, I wouldn't have said that, but I, I mean, that's also another thing, right? It's like, I used to be super worried about like, you know, talking about my life or talking like, you know, I, I'm a very like untrusting, secretive kind of guy, but it's like, how do you get past that? You just don't treat the things in your life like a super big deal. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, everyone's aging, everyone's going to die. Um, it sucks, but it is what it is. And um, don't let things hold you back from you know the way that you want to live your life and so if you need to tell people things to you know kind of kind of help yourself out one way or another like it's unlikely that people will turn around and be like i don't want to hear this or i you know why are you telling me this or the people in your life generally want to help you out right uh or at least the people that are are kind of close and, and good friends and so um yeah, it, if you are worried about telling your friends, you know, various things about your about yourself, um, it's very likely that they will be supportive of, of the things that you tell them. And so, uh, and yeah, I guess just don't worry too much about that kind of stuff. Um, all right. <laughs> that covered like 20 minutes probably. I can't actually see. But um, yeah, hopefully that's uh, that's good for someone. And if not, then sucks i guess i don't know i got a couple of topics to talk about here i'm gonna pull up some of these things uh so that i'm ready to go i got a few like subheaders on some of these things oh cool um the first thing that i uh that i have linked here was a post on reddit on the psychology uh subreddit which by the way a lot of the things that i've been bringing in recently i've just found on the uh you know r slash popular or whatever where it's just like the top voted things on reddit um that day or that hour or whatever like um so take anything that i say with a, a little bit of a grain of salt because reddit is largely a machine for advertisers to just kind of push their opinions anyways at this point uh, the moderation of reddit has become kind of just a joke and i think a lot of people are kind of finding that now but um anyways this one kind of was interesting to me because it I mean, it kind of relates to a larger thing that a lot of people have mentioned or talked about, but uh, no one really wants to go too far into. And that is, um, depression is not caused by a chemical imbalance. Um, essentially, it's not linked to low serotonin, um, as previous thought or as previously thought. So, um, 
essentially what these researchers found is that um, low serotonin might be a result of depression and not the other way around. So it might not be that low serotonin causes depression, but um, you know, it might just be an after effect. And therefore, treating low serotonin to fix depression might do very little. Uh, it might be more of like, you just need to overcome the thing that triggered the depression, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> however, that ends up happening. And I think that that's really interesting because, you know, you can kind of, it might not be true of a lot of things, but it might be true of a lot of things, you know, like maybe uh, some things are just a mental thing that you like, you know, how do you overcome this? Well, what was the root cause? Like, can you, maybe, maybe it does take going to a therapist or something to kind of try and figure out like, you know, did something cause this to happen in your life? Um, and can we get to the root of it? And then if you get to the root of it, uh, is this something that you can overcome? And once you overcome it, then maybe things start, you know, getting back to normal. Um, anyways, I, you know, I might be butchering that whole idea. I have no idea. Um, you know what? I actually, let me see if I can find something else. I, saved a specific reddit post this week and i i want to see if i can find it but i have no idea how the heck to do that might be here uh anyways yeah i i think that's interesting i think it's uh you know it kind of goes alongside the idea that like a lot of things um you know we might have a lot of things wrong essentially actually you know what i've got another uh another article that i'll bring up here quickly and we'll see if this one's been deleted as well but um yeah essentially this article just came out apparently two, two days ago, but I just saw it today. Um, two decades of Alzheimer's research was based on deliberate fraud by two scientists that has cost billions of dollars. Um, essentially, like, two prominent neuroscientists who are also short sellers who profit from the company's stock falls believe some research related to simuphilum may have been fraudulent. Uh, turns out this is a double story. First, some of the guys caught profiling on an expert or experiment designed to fail. The guys who figured it out realized that an early original experimenter 16 years ago also falsified data, which has misled Alzheimer's research ever since. To me, it's shocking scandal. I was raised in a family. Okay, this is this guy talking. Um, yeah, essentially, there's a lot of things these days that are like, you know, what the heck are we doing? Like, how how much money and time was wasted on these absolutely useless things, right? Um, it's it's just really sad, I, I would say, anyways. Uh, bu 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 what the heck is this? I don't even know what I'm looking at. I'm trying to find whatever I saved, but I like legitimately can't find it. Because um, I'm looking at now stuff from 24 days ago, so I guess I... Um, Maybe I saved it somewhere else, or I or I saw it somewhere else, or whatever. It might not have been on Reddit, but hey, what can you do? Uh, it is what it is, I suppose. Um, I've got another article here that I saw, I thought today, but maybe I didn't, uh, which is a chess robot in Moscow has broken the finger of its human opponent. Uh, people are saying, like, broken fingers are the proper response to illegal chess moves, I guess. Who would question a judge anyway? Um yeah, the, um, I mean, you know, my joke to this would be like, you know, the, the best possible move uh, instead of losing would be breaking the person's finger, you know, end the game in any way possible. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I think it's just like really 
ridiculous. It's probably more likely that whoever it is that he was playing against or the, the robot was playing against just kind of gotten the way of it moving. And, you know, chess players, if you ever watch like an actual chess game, they go crazy fast. So I would say that that's actually like pretty likely as the guy just like was trying to go grab something and, and got directly in the way. And well, that doesn't end up end well for the, uh, the hand, I guess. Um, and my last article here, uh, which this one, is probably the most controversial. I actually here. I'm gonna bring up this one because I, <laughs> I realized that I didn't put it in the podcast topic stock. So I got another thing after this, but uh, this one will be a super super fun one. Um, where did this actually? Okay, major study finds. So this is you know headline whatever. Take it as you will. Monkeypox is being driven overwhelmingly by sex between men. Major study finds. Um, take that as you will. I mean. <laughs> You know, let's uh, arguably, not argue, let's just say for the sake of argument uh, that this is true. That, you know, the vast majority of monkeypox cases were being driven by sex between men. So men and other men, uh, you know. If that is the case, or if that was the case, (laughs) you know, how do... uh, uh, Okay, let me put it this way. When uh, COVID was being largely driven by people breathing uh, you know air it's being spread through the air uh there was many systems put in place to prevent that will the same thing happen for this in whatever form that takes and how the heck would that even happen (laughs) you know like but assuming that that's even remotely true i mean there's obviously things that could be done uh but it's largely impossible to enforce because Whatever happens in uh, in people's you know own private lives can't really be policed. Uh, but I do think it you know it's interesting whether um, people that were all gung ho about like oh you better wear a mask you better do this you better do that um, if they are of a certain persuasion if they will you know kind of chill out on things for I don't know a couple weeks couple months however long this thing stays around. Um, or if it doesn't matter, you know, if it's largely being spread in those specific communities, uh, it's probably not going to affect, affect someone like myself or, or anyone else, right. Uh, aside from, from those specific communities. And I guess the big threat would be if it mutates and finds other ways to spread, but yeah, uh, really, really weird. Um, (laughs) obviously could be extremely controversial. I hope that I treaded lightly on it enough, but, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a weird, weird situation. I, I don't anticipate monkeypox being the next COVID. I anticipate COVID being the next COVID again and again and again until people get over it. But um, yeah, I guess we'll see. You know, people are already gearing up for like, oh, the next the next wave. I don't know. I don't know what it's like fourth, fifth, who knows. But uh, people seem super ready for that to just happen again, which I'm disheartened by uh you know i was thinking that maybe we would get to do an actual vacation this year and well it's seeming less and less likely but who knows um okay we got another thing uh this is from a subreddit called unpopular opinion uh it was posted yesterday so on the 23rd of july and this person says food sensory issues in quotations sounds like an excuse for grown person or for a grown person acting like a child towards food uh, someone said, paraphrased, I have food sensory issues and my list of safe foods is small and almost exclusively available on a kid's menu. 
<laughs> on Reddit. Uh, I felt some kind of way about it without any further context. I really feel like that's a made up disease for picky eaters who also need an excuse to avoid growing up. Um, and then he puts an edit later on. He says, I really ticked some people off and that's okay. I have the right to comment on that person's sensory issues because they decided to post about it. Don't post things on Reddit. You aren't prepared for someone to disagree with you. Uh, which first of all, I think that that edited, you know, that part at the end, um, really should be how a lot of things are kind of handled, but isn't uh at this point uh but that being said i think that you know the idea that i feel like this is made up uh for people that want to avoid growing up is um to some extent what you could say about a lot of things that are that are happening right now it's similar to some of the other things that i already talked about today where it's like for many reasons people could want to not change uh things about themselves or things about you know like it, it's tough. You look at uh, you look at your life sometimes, and you're like, "Well, I don't want to do that. That's what you know. Other people do. That's what grown ups do. That's what this. That's what that. Whatever." And sometimes you just have to say, like, you know what? I am gonna I'm gonna start doing this. I need to start doing this. This is something that people do when they when they grow up. Um, it's the idea of self actualization again, to some extent, right? Where you you figure out things about yourself, and you figure out that you're a lot stronger than you thought you were right um yeah I, I don't know i just think that that's interesting there's there's so many examples uh in today's day and age of like you know oh well this is i mean you know like the oh this is my emotional support animal or this is this this is that you know, like to some extent these are things that i would say and maybe i'm completely off base that maybe people are just not willing to overcome the things in their lives you know like for someone that needs an emotional support animal there's probably many ways that you could get through life without an emotional support animal. And maybe this is extremely insensitive. And if I, if it is, and I'm sorry, I guess, but um, there's probably many ways that you could face the things that you're afraid of. Um, and maybe you're just not willing to, maybe you're not willing to even give it a chance because there's, you know, other options, maybe for someone that's potentially struggling with depression, there's ways that you could overcome that, um, if you looked deep inside yourself and got to the root of the problem. And once again, this might be extremely off base and probably if it is, then it's also very offensive to people. Uh, I don't claim to be, you know, the most knowledgeable person, but you know, I've struggled with things as well in my own life. And um, most of the time it's, you, you overcome it by facing what, what is within you and, and either overcoming it or letting it overcome you. Um, I'm not saying the medication can't help and medication for sure can help people. You know, even like the idea of, oh, well, low serotonin, it's entirely possible that getting your serotonin back to a normal level is something that helps with you being able to even get to the point where you can face the problems in your life. Or maybe it's not even like a root cause problem. Maybe there's like entirely different things. Maybe it's not the low serotonin, but it's a low other random thing in your life. And, you know, other medication could just help more. Um, but yeah, I just... Uh, <laughs> You know, there's a lot of things that seem to be not adding up uh, in today's day and age, and it seems easier for people to just diagnose or or medicate when uh, when maybe there's other options uh, if people are willing to kind of put in effort. And I think that to some extent, a lot of people just aren't. I think that it's easier, and it's there's well, there's a lot of reasons why why you wouldn't, right? I mean, obviously, let's say that you know I've got a lot of things in my life, and then I start struggling with something it's easier to just go to a doctor get something and 
that's gonna that's gonna help me or get a, a diagnosis and it says that oh well if i carry around this dog then it'll help me and maybe it's you know it could be placebo at that point it could be like oh well if i carry around this dog it'll help me and it starts helping you but even in that case i would say that it's not healthy because you become reliant on it right like even in the case where it's like oh and actually you know the the idea of an emotional support animal could majorly hurt someone in the long run i would say because unlike with medication where theoretically you could medicate endlessly um with the only issue being um you know obviously getting uh, addicted to it which would not be a good thing but uh with an emotional support animal you know what happens when that animal dies for any number of reasons uh now you have to deal with whatever you're getting emotional support for and the loss of something that was supposed to kind of protect you from that. Anyways, once again, I, <laughs> I'm talking way out of my, uh, my own field of knowledge. And once again, if I, if I've offended anyone, let me know. I'm super sorry about that. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard because when I, let's say that I was talking with people that are actually on the podcast with me, like, you know, you can kind of have people check you, uh, live you can have people like you know hey you're going too far with this one you're going too far with that one um so all i can do is say like hey if i'm super wrong let me know i'm i'm super sorry about it and um maybe i'll, I'll put like a an addendum on the next podcast or something to say like you know i was wrong about this or i could even append something on this one but i feel like it's generally i don't know if it's better or worse like i guess the theoretical best case scenario would be if I made like some super, you know, wrong statement on this podcast, the best case would be to put an addendum at the beginning of the podcast so that people don't miss it for this podcast, like edit it, put it back up with like, you know what, I talk about this later on the podcast, that's wrong. Um, I've been corrected for this reason or that reason or whatever. And put also one at the beginning of the next podcast so that people that only listen to the podcast once would also hear it on the next one. I think that, you know, if, and this is like, you know, I've heard people talk about on like YouTube videos or whatever, or even news articles, right? It's like easy to uh, put out an article and then never edit it and put out a, you know, another thing that's later on. But the truth of the matter is that it, on something that goes viral, like let's say that you, uh, you call out someone for something online, um, that can easily ruin someone's life. And then you put out a, an update to it like, three hours later and every person that read it within those three hours is never going to read your update to it they're never going to change their opinion so if you go out and say like you know so and so has been alleged as a as a sexual predator and then three hours later say you know what actually uh it turns out that the reports were from false you know witnesses or whatever it was all like uh hoax um there are still probably going to be you know any number of people that read the original article that just go forward with that opinion and they never think twice about it. Um, which is what's so scary, I guess, about today's online world. But um, yeah, in terms of podcasting, I feel like that's hopefully less of an issue because almost nothing that we do, well, literally nothing that we've done so far and probably nothing that we ever do will go viral. Um, podcasting is kind of not like a you know, oh, it's going to grow exponentially on individual episodes. It's more of like a gradual, slow roll, theoretically, if you actually, you know, have an audience that is willing to share it and, and maybe you kind of do some SEO and, and various other things to kind of pull in more people to listen. Um, it's possible that you'll kind of get an audience, but it's unlikely that someone will listen to one specific episode 
and never listen again. <laughs> but in the case that that happened, it would probably still be a low percentage compared to like most other things, right? Uh, so hopefully it's you know simple enough to to issue an addendum on something. Uh, I had something that I wanted to talk about, and I'm having a hard time remembering it. But I do have another thing that's easy for me to remember, and maybe in the meantime I'll uh, I'll remember the other thing. Is um, this is a question for guys generally, although I'm sure it would equally apply to girls. Uh, feel free to send a message to us on Instagram or presidents choice 69 at gmail.com or whatever else, letting us know your answers. But, um, how often you cut your nails, uh, fingernails, toenails, whatever. Um, I find for myself, and this would once again, it'd be like a better conversation to have with like a bunch of people on the podcast because like, I'm sure everyone has wildly different answers. Uh, but yeah, my answer is once a week for my fingernails. And I find that at the week mark, it's generally like they're longer than I would want them to be. Um, so I'd say that uh, like realistically, if I wanted them to be like exactly the length that I want them most of the time, it'd probably be closer to like six days, maybe five days, every five to six days, something like that. Um, for my toenails, it's less often. You know, I, I do them when they're when they need to be done. Um, but yeah, I think that that's kind of an, you know, obviously for girls, if you do like fake nails or whatever, you're not going to have it done as often. And even if not, like some people like to grow their nails out. I don't know. I guess if you grow your nails out though, you still would probably cut them to keep them at a, at a consistent level. Or maybe you file, I don't know. Like, do people file their nails to just keep them consistent? That would be wild. Cause I can't imagine like filing my nails once a day, but I guess, if you got into the habit of doing it like once a day or something to like keep them exactly how short you want them, then that'd be kind of interesting. It'd probably also give you like more of an ability to shape them exactly how they're supposed to be instead of like, you know, my nails on one hand uh, are definitely more how they're supposed to be than the other hand because I obviously have more control with the stupid clippers with one hand than the other. Um, yeah, it's just once again, it's a, it's a weird tangent. Um... We have got teen camp coming up this week, and that's pretty exciting. Oh, uh, well, I'll talk about that afterwards. Um, yeah, we got uh, we got teen camp coming up this week. Uh, I guess I could talk a little bit about teen camp. Teen camp is, I mean, it de- it definitely hasn't had as much of an impact on my life as kids camp. I'd say that that's kind of you know, kids camp and family camp are the ones that I could talk for hours and hours and hours about. Maybe I'll talk a little bit of it, a, a little bit about family camp. Uh, afterwards just to kind of fill some time if nothing else but um, teen camp especially for my age range really went through like a lot of you know oh it's not happening this year because whatever like we don't have people to run it we don't have leaders Uh, even the times that it was happening it was like really varied how fun or not fun or whatever it was uh, it was almost always just like a weekend. They're doing it for a full week this time, which is super cool. Or, you know, five days. It's a Monday to Friday kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it was always kind of like a more low profile, you know, let's just go for a weekend, which makes sense for teens because they're generally working. And so it's easier to just do a weekend. But during the summer, you know, for some people, you can fairly easily take a week off. And so they're trying that out this year and that should be super fun. Um, but yeah, for... For my age range specifically, I think at least half of the years that I would have been viable for teen camp, it wasn't an option. And then the other ones, it was like, you know, oh, this year, this person's running it this year, that person's running it. 
So there was like a wide variance to how fun it was, how not fun it was. I think uh, Dave and Chris did it one year and that was like super fun. And then I don't even know. There were so many different versions of it. I mean, it's similar to like, I think we did a young adults camp at one point and that was kind of like, I mean, it was fun, but especially, you know what, actually, this is worth talking about a little bit. I find that the older you get, um, the less you want to have like, oh, we're doing this and you have to go to it uh, when you're doing a camp, right? So we did uh, the young adults camp a little while ago. I don't even remember how long ago, but um, there was like all these things. It was like, oh, you know what? Like from this time to this time, we're doing this and then we're doing that and then we're doing that. And it was like, you know, free time is like a couple hours in the middle of the day or something. And it was like, honestly, if we do a young adults camp, what I want to have happen is like, I go there, we have like a morning service, we have our meals served, and we have an evening service. And everything else is just like, you know what, like, if everyone feels like going in the pool at 2pm, we do that. If everyone feels like playing volleyball at 2pm, we do that. But like, if I just want to sit around and like chill at 2pm, then I'll do that and everyone can do whatever they want, right? Um, Versus, you know, kids camp, obviously, there's like, you kind of got to keep the kids on a schedule and you schedule the things because they, I mean, they could figure out things to do, but generally like the, the things that you bring to them will be more fun for them a lot of the time. Anyways, um, teen camp, you schedule things cause it's kind of similar. Like, you know, you can kind of bring more wacky things. It's like a youth group, right? Where it's like, you know, oh, we're going to do the thing where we blend things together and then you drink them or you know, hey, here's the blindfolded challenge for this random thing or, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'd say once you reach like young adults, adults, family camp's good for it because it's like there's things scheduled all the time, but there's no like, oh, you don't have to go do this, uh, which is like obvious, but it, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's worth noting, right? Um, and speaking of family camp, um, that's coming up second week of august i think and yeah like i said i could i could talk for hours i i think i talked about the time capsule briefly on the last podcast but um yeah i'm hoping that maybe we can do something like that again um i have been to family camp i think every single year of my life uh including the very first one where i believe i like my parents went straight from the hospital to camp at least you know one of the nights or whatever um so I've kind of I've kind of been at family camp. Um, it always my birthday always somehow falls into that week, whether it's the very end or kind of it kind of goes to the end and then it approaches the beginning or it goes to the beginning and then approaches the end as the years go on or whatever. But um, yeah, somehow I I always have my birthday slotted in there. This year it'll be the very last day of camp. Um, I think the last time that that happened was like twenty thirteen maybe 2012, something like that. So quite a while ago. I don't know. How, how does, I don't know how days of the week work with years and, and even like aside from that, I don't know, but um, yeah, I'd be interested to know, but I, I never really, that that's like such a thing, like figuring out how days of the week work going on like each year should be such an easy thing to memorize in terms of like, oh, it's just a mathematical formula, but like, I'm just, I never got into that. I never figured it out. Uh, anyways, irrelevant of that, um, uh, like, you know, family camps had a major impact. I, uh, back when I, you know, 
was able to, uh, the first couple years that I was able to anyways, I worked in the kitchen. Uh, that was awful, but it was also really fun. Um, worked in the kitchen with like Becky, Nick and Jocelyn Lionar, uh, Danita guest, Candace and, um, oh, what's her name? Lauren. Uh, I think Sophie Davies and then Malcolm and Caleb. Uh, Angelo <laughs> for like five minutes before he decided he was above that and didn't work in the kitchen anymore. Uh, I think Ashley worked in the kitchen with us though. Um, and yeah, it was, you know, much like a lot of things when you're young, uh, it sucked, but it was better because we were all friends and we, you know, made the best of it. Uh, especially in like the old dining hall. I'm sure that things are way better now, but it was like, you know, uh, just, plates and and cutlery and and all this stuff was just streaming through you got you had to get there early before breakfast uh obviously working in the kitchen just like as a cook is more work and i would not make light of any of that but um working in the kitchen actually i guess at this point they're almost like the cooks are doing that job anyways like they might have a couple of extra people but it's almost like the kitchen crew just does it all but back then it was um like we would get in just before breakfast, you know, 15, 20 minutes before something like that so that we could eat because then when people start coming in, you need to be ready to start doing the dishes and stuff. Uh, and then it would basically be like an hour and a half, two hours, something like that after every meal of just, I mean, it depended. There was like nice light days where we would use like paper cutlery or paper, tra- paper plates and plastic cutlery, not the other way around. Um, and that was fun. Uh, not fun. It was easy because you just kind of like scrape it all into the garbage, uh, clean off the trays. Good to go. Um, but yeah, we would make the most of it. It it was a lot of work. Uh, it was a lot of fun and, um, yeah, it was, it was just a good time. Uh, you get really close. It's the same with any job where like you kind of work with the same people all the time. You get really close with them kind of just out of necessity. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's the same thing, you know, when I worked in parks, right? Like I, really liked the crew that I was on. I really liked the people that I worked with. Uh, because if you don't, then it's going to really suck the entire time. Uh, obviously that's not the only reason the people are actually likable. And there was some people that I worked with, uh, in parks, there was one or two people, I think one on each crew, maybe that I was not a huge fan of, but it's like, even those people, you kind of put your differences aside and it's like, you know what? Like I enjoy hanging out with you. It's, uh, I enjoy hanging out with you insofar as I have to, and and that's that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, um, so I did some years in in the um, in the kitchen. Um, we would always like, I mean, every year it does, it's irrelevant of anything else. A family camp, uh, kind of the best stuff happens at night. Maybe not the best stuff, but like the, you know, you get like the best conversations and all that kind of stuff. And ever since we've had the weird chair swing set on our on our patio people kind of congregate there at least somewhat less so now because you know the youth is younger than any of us so they kind of hang out now under the uh under the dining hall patio or whatever but there's still people that'll hang out on our porch and yeah it's just it's a good time you kind of you know the whoever the youth leader is you know at times it was dave at times it's uh thomas at times it's whoever else they'll generally show up there as well as various other people. Um, there's almost always a trip to McDonald's and, uh, hilarity ensues and all that kind of stuff. Actually, you know, okay, here's another fun thing way back. Uh, you know, when I was in the kitchen and all that, 
uh, Miangelo and Peter and Tommy Kim, I think sometimes, and Sammy L. Hammy other times, would uh, camp, or not camp, we would, um, well, kind of, we would camp out in a tent outside of our cabin. And once again, it's a similar thing to working in the kitchen where it's like it really sucked, but it was also super fun. <laughs> Um, it sucked because, you know, a tent with three or four guys, uh, is awful and it smells. And if it rains, everything gets wet and it's, you know, bugs get in there, all that kind of stuff. It's too hot. It's too cold. Um, there's almost nothing good about being in a tent aside from the fact that it's better than being outside. Um, but those were also some of the best years, you know, like, the conversations you have, I mean, it's similar to, you know, when I was a cabin leader, uh, the best year that I was a cabin leader was the year that it was me as the cabin leader and Peter Alford as my CLT. And it was because of a lot of things, but aside from just like the, you know, the good dynamics, like me and Peter got much closer that year. And, you know, the same thing for when we were in a stupid tent together, like you get on each other's nerves. Sure. But then also it's like, like, you know, we're lifelong friends because of those kinds of experiences. You, the bonds made back then are not so easily broken, right? Um, and so it's super, it, it, it's like super good memories, even though you, and I think that's, how, oh, you know, okay, here's a, here's something. I'm going to get back to Pine, or to, well, to Pine Orchard in general, but this is a thing that I was talking about and I really want to talk about it and I forgot it and then I remembered it. So I'm going to talk about it now is, um, I think that a lot of people get hung up on trying to recreate the quote unquote good times or, you know, like, um, I'll try and use a good example, right? We, a couple years ago, uh, a bunch of us, like the, the group that I would hang out with back then, or that we would all hang out. Um, it was what, 2018, 2017. I, I think it's hard to remember, but it was before Simon and Amelia got married. Uh, it was before Andrew Beamer met Ruth Ann. Uh, you know, various things like that. Uh, we went to Niagara Falls, uh, and it was like the best time. Like it was so much fun. Everything about that weekend was like great. I mean, obviously I'm probably remembering all the good times and not the bad. And actually that's kind of what I want to talk about, but it was like the general reason, or at least the reason that Ashley kind of came up with and she scheduled in good for her, uh, Ashley, my sister, not Ashley, my sister-in-law, um, but the idea was, oh, well, we want to go zip lining, And so people that wanted to do that went for that reason, um, <laughs> as well as various other things. Uh, you know, the guys planned a poker night. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I think there was five guys, five girls. Uh, we split between two rooms that were kind of joined in the middle, but it was, you know, we, you don't open the door. Um, not joined in the middle. There was a, a door that led into the other one. And it was locked. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a really fun time. Uh, we went and like, you know, did the stuff on the, like that street that goes down towards the falls. We went and did like some various things there. Uh, we went to this bar place, like a dive bar, I guess, uh, one of the nights and we all had some, some good food there. The guys played poker. Um, I don't know. It was just like, it was a really, like even just walking around at night, like we walked around, not at night, but like, you know, when it was dark and you see the falls and it's like just super pretty. Uh, it was, it was a great time. It's kind of like borderline the capstone for like that group of people, like maybe the best encapsulation of like that group before we kind of all 
you know, went our various ways and, and started doing different things. Right. But, um, and I'm sure that that's probably not even accurate, but, you know, I'd say that that was definitely one of the best, uh, one of the best trips that we went on or one of the most fun things that we did. Right. Um, <laughs> but all that is to say, uh, myself and Matt and some other guys were talking about, you know, let's, let's plan another Niagara trip. That was so much fun. It's like, yes, that would probably be fun. But it's worth noting that a lot of the time people get hung up on, you know, this was so much fun last time and it will therefore be so much fun this time, irrelevant of anything else, because they're kind of like trying to chase the dragon of like, you know, oh, well, this experience was so good. Um, And I don't think that's a bad thing, but it's just something worth noting that like 90% of the time, the best things that happen are the things that are kind of spontaneous and different. So, you know, like if we went on another trip, going somewhere else or going, you know, not anticipating it being like, this is going to be Niagara trip, but again, um, would be better. So we should go and, you know, we're going to do different things this time. We're not going to try and like, oh, well, let's go to that same bar because it was, it was fun. The, you know, whatever it was when I don't think it was a bar, it was like a sports bar. Um, as if that's, you know, any different, um, and, oh, we got to go walk around at night because it was so much fun. We did that. You know, the people have to go zip. Line. It's like, if you try and do things for the sake of it was fun last time, it will not be as fun as you remember. Because a lot of the time you kind of like sugarcoat things in your own mind and make them seem like they were better than they actually were. Um, it's the same thing as like a lot of other, like, you know, to some extent, I would say that the first young adults retreat that we did was like the most fun. And part of that is just because it was like the first time that we did it. And there was like, you know, all these first time experiences that we did as a group back then. Um, and that's not to say that any of the subsequent young adults group or retreats were not fun, but you know, it, it's maybe it's worthwhile to try new things and to try, you know, new adventures. Um, it's, tangentially similar to the idea of like you know addicts uh to any kind of drug kind of you know they're always chasing that original high right and you never quite reach it and i think that's very similar to this where it's like the best time that you'll ever have with something a lot of the time maybe not always there's obviously things that are different than this uh is the first time that you do it and it's because it's spontaneous and it's because it's you know an interesting new thing and uh and you're all kind of just doing it together. You're like, if you go into it with the intention that I just want to have fun with my friends and we're going to do whatever we do, I think you have a lot more fun than I want to try and do the things that we did last time so that we have fun where you probably won't have a good time. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, it's probably super obvious. It's probably super obvious to a lot of people, but um, yeah, I just think that that's an interesting kind of like psychological thing that people get into. Um, and there's, there's not much else to it. <laughs> uh, Pine Orchard family camp specifically, um, kind of actually in that same vein. Yeah. There's always like a McDonald's trip. And I would say that the early McDonald's trips that we did were like fun to some extent because it was like, you know, we're all kids. We don't really go out to restaurants all that often, you know, on our own. You know, I, let's say I just got my driver's license. So it's probably like I'm 18. Everyone else that's going along is like between the ages of 16 and, and whatever else, probably my age at that point. Um, and we're just, you know, we're going, Peter's acting crazy, looking at his reflection in the mirror. 
Uh, we're getting happy meals because it's just like, oh, let's do something quirky or whatever. Um, and yeah, it was it was a good time. It was really, really fun. Uh, and it's not as if subsequent years, it wasn't as fun to go to McDonald's, but it's never quite like the same experience, right? You know, uh, but yeah, it, 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 that's kind of almost similar uh, in terms of like family camp in general is that if you go every year expecting like, oh man, I'm going to have some such good conversations, you know, at night or whatever, or I'm going to, you know, do this or that or the other thing, it's probably not going to live up to your expectations. But if you go every year just expecting like, you know what, it'll be really nice to see people again. It'll be really nice to hang out with the people that I don't get to see often. And um, maybe we'll play some board games. Maybe we'll play some volleyball. Maybe, you know, we'll just sit outside and do very little. Uh, but you're kind of just down to go along for the ride you'll probably have a much better time, you know? Um, I guess it's the idea that um, if you don't seek things out, they'll generally come to you more often than if you're, you know, trying to force it, right? Uh, good things come to those who wait and, and all that, right? I don't know. Anyways, I'm uh, bordering on what I can see as the end of the podcast, at least, you know, vaguely. So uh, maybe I'll try and lead things out and time it out exactly right so this one's basically the same length as the last one uh closing thoughts definitely come out to pine orchard for family camp if you're able to for any length of time it's uh it's a super good experience you know don't chase the dragon of last time but uh but it'll definitely be fun uh we always have a good time there and um what else uh, definitely, yeah, let me know about the, the whole fingernails thing, whatever. I'm, I'm just curious. It's, um, I don't know if there's like a right answer for those kinds of things. Maybe it just depends on, on who you are, right? It's like getting a haircut. Sometimes you just, you just do whatever, right? But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious what people, I mean, a lot of people are probably nail biters and at that point, um, don't really cut your nails, right? But, hey, you know what? You do you. Uh... Yeah, it looks like the music started playing, so I'm probably about good to end it off at any point. So yeah, have a good week, everyone. Um, I should have some stories to tell next time, and uh, I'll talk to you all later.